luck. Found uh, a kid here that's 25 years old, ultra talented, range that is basically equates to be Phil's range. He doesn't sing, you know, copy Phil or whatever. He has his own style, but he can he can pull Phil off, which was amazing to me. You know, it's not a not an easy task. I never thought no. we'd find someone, let alone in the same city. His name's Ignatius Marino. Wow. He plays saxophone, like really great sax player, guitar, keyboards. He's a graduate of Nazareth Academy of Music and, you know, full-time musician and great guy. I mean, if if, wow. if Phil was here to see it, he would be going, holy shit, man. <laughs> I can't believe you did it. You came really close. It'll never be me, but, you know, you're going to go out and you're going to make these songs happen and sound as good as they can live. <laughs> See now, what what's perfect about that? Since he's a sax player, you you can cover urgent during the shows. It's perfect. Right, you could do that. <laughs> we're we're actually doing feels like the first time in uh, Midnight Blue because I played. Wow. <laughs> um, uh, uh, you know, I, I don't have the song credits in front of me, but did you play on Midnight Blue? Were you part of that 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 band and that song in any way? No, I I did like the uh, the pre production tracks, and then they they ended up they were having you know problems getting the album done, wow, getting sales. Uh, they had a few issues with the with the budget, so they kind of wiped my parts. And I think they put uh, the guitar player. They had to put a guitar player who had a hit that month. Uh, the guy that did, uh, what was it? Robert Palmer's hit that year. Oh, all right. Hold on. I, I, I'm going to have to go. I'm going to have to go uh, check this out real quick. Dancing. I mean, Bruce, Bruce actually redid uh, most of my parts or any parts that were originally on it because he was kind of overseeing it. So, but I was on the album and I mostly did all the development and pre-production. Let's see. Uh, Eddie Martinez is the lead guitarist on it. There yep. you go. The name of the song with the girls dancing, the girls with the, the black. It says head. that he played on David Lee Roth's Crazy from the Heat album, including California Girls and Just a Gigolo. There you go. Oh, yep. That was one. And, and there should be a rock. Uh, Mick Jagger's uh, She's the Boss, Rum DMC's Rock Box, King okay. of Rock. Yeah. Robert uh, Palmer's Heavy Nova album, including Simply Irresistible. Simply irresistible. Wow. Several Jim Steinman projects. Wow. Yeah, that guy. I'll have to get Eddie on the phone. Yeah, when yeah, when you when you get what because they want a guy like that to try to sell more records, you got to go. No problem. Wow, that guy's got a track record. I'm I'm gonna have to track him down. Um, so you you do have a new guy, and and therefore there will be uh, shows. Uh, in terms of getting his voice to the public, do you then sort of say, okay, listen, we've got this album coming out May 4th. Let us plan for next year, May 4th, for album number two, or let's plan for Christmas and do one of, pretend it's the 1970s and get two albums out in the same year. <laughs> How do you get his voice to the people? Same way. Okay. We have, uh, we have, we actually have, uh, five five songs in the can that we have wow. about half finished and phil worked on them as far as you know me and him or eric bieber the keyboard player working with him and 
uh, they're they're almost done. So we're gonna we're basically gonna have the new singer singing those, and then have him co-write the other half the album with us. Oh, wow. Oh wow, that's great! All right, so uh, I'm a I'm a foreigner geek. I've been on the road with Foreigner. I've 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 toured with them, which is actually I love saying that. Um, but you were in Black Sheep, so so talk to me about that because I listened to those two records, and and you can find them if you go to eBay and Discogs. They're they're out there. Yeah, they're um, and, and encouraging words. There is a lot of great stuff on that, and you can tell right away. You go well. That's Lou, but Lou Grammatico. Um, when you were working on those, was the plan to, to to sort of break out and be the next big band, or, or did you sort of just like being the band around Rochester? What was sort of the band's... No, we were trying to break out. Okay. Um, we were kind of mismanaged, and, okay. and it didn't really get... So it worked out to be a great vehicle for Lou to get into a big band after... Mm-hmm. He followed up with everything he committed to with Black Sheep, which he did. And then he even took, a, I think, six months or a year off before he actually said yes to Mick to go do the demos. Because he knew what the name of the game was at that point and said, nope, unless you get marketing money, I ain't coming. <laughs> yeah, smart man. So so when you're working with, with Lou on those songs... You know, I listen to the Black Sheep stuff now, you know, 40 or 50 years after, and I go, yeah, you can hear it, but... When you're working with him, do you think, well, he's just my buddy and he's, he's a good singer? Or do you sort of sit there and go, oh, you know, sit and look at stage and go, oh, that is not just a good singer. That is next level. Did you get that sense? Or is or that an unfair question? Well, I don't know. I mean, I've, I've always looked at him as being like, you know, the next level because I was a kid watching him in basements while he was playing drums in Black Sheep and being the singer and, and going, man, when I when I get good enough. I want to do that. And then all of a sudden, next thing I know, I'm auditioning for the band, signed to first American act, signed to Chrysalis Records, then off to Capitol, do two records on that, tour the country with Kiss 10 years after, and yeah. notes and blah, 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 you know, touring with everybody, trying to get it out there. And it's a tough yeah. game with that marketing money. It really is. And I'll ask you one more Lou question, then I'll get back to uh, to Just Push. Um, when he joins Foreigner and they, and they get off and they start having this success, are, are you sitting there happy for him going, damn, my buddy's doing great? Or are you sitting there going, fuck, that could have been me? <laughs> I, I, I knew what the, what the deal was right. from a year before Black Sheep broke up because he, he came to me and told me, you know, I got this guy, you know, from Spooky Tooth. That Spooky Tooth, there you go. Wants me to wants me to come in his band, and you know, I told him no, got to finish here, and you know, if it does happen, don't feel bad because he's not going to hire you. He doesn't like you because you were on these albums with me that got it to him. So, right. no problem. I, I really, I was, I was happy for him, and by by virtue of my name is attached to his in so many songs and projects oh. over the years. My my career has been elevated to a higher level, and I you know I just feel blessed that he got to do it and yeah. to uh, be there with him for a lot of it, about twenty years of it. Wow, yeah, and 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 it's got to be great in nineteen seventy seven when you when you see feels like the first time all over the radio. Go, that's my buddy. That's yep. my buddy. That's, that's a good feeling. 
freaking on in Times Square on the freaking billboard come up, I was like, yep, you waited for the right time. <laughs> yeah, it feels like the first. What a great fucking, wow, what a great song. Um, Let's get back. Let's get back to yours. Uh, Just Push is the new uh, video out on March 23rd, so thus uh, today. Nope. Sounds absolutely amazing. Tell me a little bit about that song, the writing process. Is it new? Is it been sitting in the can for twenty years? What's the story? Uh, no, it was it was it was actually a newer idea that we kind of you know when we got together over the pandemic to start writing, we just kept throwing ideas back and forth, and that one <clears throat> kind of stuck to the wall. And he he came up with the title "Just Push" and kind of like a rough version of the hook. And then uh, looked at me and said, okay, <laughs> give it a story and, and words. And we, we, you know, both worked on it for the next couple of weeks and it evolved into that, which was really cool. Uh, you said that Phil's sons were sort of reticent to get this out. What were those conversations like? Where, where you sort of like, hey, it's your dad's legacy. You want to push it or, or how, why would they be reticent? I mean... Uh, it was it was a long story there. It was it was his first wife, their mother, that was, you know, kind of pushing them to, you know, telling them, well, they, they were just feeding them bad information and saying we were just trying to make it big off of Phil and his name and his legacy and weren't, you know. It's, oh, I see what it is. it's one of those uh, sort of family dysfunctional things going right, on. Right. And I mean, Phil was very clear on on his deathbed. He made it very clear to everybody that I want this out. This is some of my best work I've ever done in the history of anything I've done. So this has to come out. I don't care what you have to do, who you have to talk to. Just get it out. And he, he made it clear to us, too, in, in emails and going out to dinner with him when he was going through treatments that, you know, this stuff is amazing. If it doesn't come out, you know, I'll feel like I, I left for nothing. <laughs> right. There you go. Um, on that, Lips Turns Blue, uh, the band and the album, uh, out May 4th. Uh, anywhere, where you buy it where, wherever records are sold, stream it wherever you can. Yep. And... Uh, in Phoenix, Arizona, kind of a, a tribute show to him. We're going to do the whole album at the uh, MIM. Are you familiar with that? I do not know the MIM. What is the MIM? It's the Musical Instrument Museum of Phoenix. Very, very nice. It's one of those, you know, places that Joni Mitchell plays and... You know, oh, oh, wow. famous people who don't like playing out, they go there because they love the venue and people and the place. So, oh, and, and when does that show take place? Uh, that's April 8th. April 8th. From now, for somebody who comes to that show, since they're, you're playing the new album and it hasn't been released, they will obviously go, ah, what's this? Will you be playing anything that they might be aware of? Or, you know, feels like the first time or that was yesterday just to say, hey, okay, listen. Here's oh, the yeah. stuff you don't know, but here's the stuff you know. Yeah, Midnight Blues, since I was on that album and did most of the pre-production, we're going to do his hit off that, Midnight Blue. We're going to do his first hit, Feels Like the First Time. And we're also doing a, a Wings song. Live and Let Die? No, may, Maybe I'm Amazed. 
Oh, that is so good. Maybe I'm amazed at the way that you love me all the That's so good. That's yeah, so good. Our bass player sings that one, Michael Mullane. Wow. It's the you get You're the, going in heavy with these things. Um all right, let me just quickly ask you about that Midnight Blue album, that 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 the the solo album. What was that like at that time? Because obviously we have all the great big foreigner songs from the early 80s and they've worked with Mutt Lang and so and so. And he decides, okay, I'm going to do this, this solo album. Was it a comfortable process? Was it a sort of tumultuous process where they're going, you know, F foreigner, I'm going to be the star? Like, how was it? No, it wasn't really tumultuous okay. at all. I mean, he, you know, him and Mick had a falling out and it's, you know, and anytime there's, there's a lot of money and stuff like that. I mean, you're going to, you're going to start having hard feelings sooner or later and you each hire lawyers and work it out. But no, he just wanted to do his own thing and to establish himself because he felt like at that point he had never really been able to do what he did in Black Sheep and do what he does best you know as far as like not being told what the melody is and what they're saying no don't sing it like that sing it like this and he wanted the artistic freedom well he got it and i can tell you ready or not one of the greatest songs from from that period oh yeah yeah there and, were. and midnight blue too quite frankly right <laughs> ready hey come ready or not and then his brother ben and nils lofgren i mean come on Oh God, Nils! Yeah, I love that. What a band! When I heard he was on the album and I got my name on it, it was like, okay, I can die now. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what? What? Uh, what? I just. I mean, oh, look at that. So, yeah, we do have Eddie Martinez on there, and 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 Don and Richard Gramatica. Who's Richard Gramatica? A brother, I guess, right? His youngest brother. Gotcha. Yeah, I know Ben, but I've, I I don't really remember Richard. But there you go. Uh, Don, as we say in Montreal, merci beaucoup. Thank you so much. This was a great pleasure. Thank you. Thank you very much. And uh, lips turn blue, everybody. Uh, get that right away and go check the video out on YouTube. Just push. Thank you. There we go. We uh, we kept it to, to uh, what's his name, uh, Chip's uh, time, and and we got it. We sort of got everything in there. We did we did a good overview. Yeah, we did. Talked about a lot. Cool stuff. It was fun. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. And we'll we'll do a we'll do a, a more in depth one on on the Lou stuff at some point. But uh, anyway, I I liked the song. I thought the song was great. I watched the video. You know, sometimes you get stuff and you go, oh, what am I? What is this crap? And then I watch it and I go, nope, not crap. This is good. This is yeah. real good. Now we've we've been we've been training with the best of the fifties, sixties, seventies. Yeah, it's 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 an immediate sing along song. I mean, I've got it playing in my head ever since I heard it, and it, it's oh, wait until you hear the rest of the record. Yeah, I gotta <laughs> I gotta get that, and, I, and I'm looking at the labels uh, credits here. They've got let's see here. They've got Sheila E, Ron Wood, Roger McGuinn, uh, Weather Report. Man, so many people. Oh, oh, they have George now? They have George Thurgood on the label? Do they? Yes, yes, I think they do. Oh, I'll have to read out, reach out to Adam, his, uh, his, uh, his guy. Oh, there's so many, so many bands I want to interview. If you ever talk to the label, please tell them to put me on the press release list. I want to oh, talk yeah. to these people. Okay, yeah, I will. There you go. Thank you, sir. Always right. a pleasure. We'll do this again soon. You take care. Cheers. Bye-bye now. Now, back to the Mitch LaFon and Jeremy White Show.
We'll get right into this. Uh, We're going to talk all about God Help Us All featuring Tom Morello, John Five for Fighting, Beth Hart, and a whole lot more. Also, just a quick note, Five for Fighting is going to be hitting the road this summer, kicking off on July 22nd at the Ames Center in Burnsville. Also hitting dates in Ridgefield, Connecticut, Bethlehem, Washington, PA, Atlantic City, dates in Huntington, featured pretty much all across the U.S. this summer. It's going to be great. Tickets are on sale now. Go check out Five for Fighting on the road. Uh, Welcome to the show, John Five for Fighting and Lanny Cardola. It's happening. What's up, guys? Good to be here. I just want to start with uh, John really quickly because, uh, John, you have a really weird, like, weird place in my heart because <laughs> when, when I was growing up, my parent, my grandparents used to listen to this radio station in Montreal called Q92. Oh, and yeah. they used to have, like, you know, the Q's just right for you. And then it would go into Superman and, like, those radio hits. And I grew up listening to those songs. So I, I just wanted to say thank you. I have many memories of driving down the Lachine Canal with my grandparents and listening to those songs. Well, you're, 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 the Canadians had quite a run last year. This year, not so much, but uh, a, <laughs> lot of, a lot of hockey love coming your way from Five for Fighting right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, my memories of being mid-20 listening to House of Lords, so very different. Very different. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know. Slightly yeah. different. Slightly still. different. Uh, well, look, uh, let's talk about this project before we get into the nitty gritty of all kinds of different stuff. Um, Lanny, you, you just barely escaped where you were, especially with this project and everything. You got out safe and everything. Now you got this new song, everything. Talk a little bit about your experience and getting this project going. Uh, well, before I left Afghanistan, uh, which I left on August 15th, which was the the fortuitous day of the collapse, which I had no really idea. The girls were telling me, Mr. Lanny, the Taliban are coming. And I'm like, oh, come on, my little drama queens. It's going to be okay. And of course they were right. And, mm-hmm. you know, with my Western mind and all that kind of stuff didn't, I, now I really tune in to what the Afghans say. And I listen a lot more than, than talk. But uh, before we left, we recorded uh, several songs, one of which was God Help Us All. And um, we got the video footage and a couple things just kind of came together very mystically because it was literally two days before I left. And we had these beautiful locations, which, you know, there's no way uh, on God's green earth we could do anything like that now. So, uh, yeah, that that was the beginning of it. Uh, You know, Tom had worked with us on Sweet Dreams in 2020 and just uh, really um, came on board as more than just an artist, but is also a spokesperson for us and kept in touch. And, you know, um, so he was, uh, you know, he was on board and, and, and it just sort of started building from there. Then uh, John and I made contact when I got back, I think it was in December. And I was just really incredibly moved by his passion and his actions on, you know, helping the plight of, you know, the Afghan people and of course the artist and, and, you know, his song, What Kind of World Do You Want? When I played it for our, our girls, they just loved this song. And, and one of our girls, she did a little video uh, for John's new version. I think that he's, I don't know if I'm supposed to talk about that. But <laughs> anyway, uh, he, it's it's a fantastic song. And it's just right in line with all of the music that we are doing, which is about, you know, the higher levels of the human condition. Um, that is compassion, mercy the beauty of the soul and in spite of such horrible things going on in the world, there is, there is a chamber of beauty in the soul, in the heart, in, you know, communion with other like-minded souls. 
And of course, for me, you know, making contact with these incredible, that's why our group's called Miraculous Love Kids, because they are all miraculous. And they're so deprived of love and attention and opportunity. And, you know, not only in Afghanistan, but I've worked a lot in Pakistan, Iraq, the Kurdistan region with Yazidi kids and up in Kashmir, and really started learning about the plight of the war-torn poverty-stricken child. And I, I think God help us all really uh, em- embodies that that spirit. Let me ask you just real quick, because I, I, of course, know you from the House of Lords Day. You could, of course, have stayed in L.A. and gone and be, you know, the replacement guitarist in Guns N' Roses or the replacement guitarist in Kiss. You could have done that. What compelled you to move away from, you know, Santa Monica and, and head overseas and help that? I mean, it's it's remarkable. I mean, you know, most of us, we say, ah, I gave 20 bucks to charity. I'm good for the year. Thanks very much. See you later. But you did a lot more than that. And and is it is it inspiring? Is it a little bit crazy? Is it a little bit of both? Uh, talk to me about that decision. <laughs> well, it's, it's pretty ludicrous to think uh, you could you know, go from Los Angeles to, you mm-hmm. know, the war-torn places with a guitar and then share the music with them. But, you know, so often, you know, as an artist, we, we take the, you know, the path of least resistance. So, uh, you know, it was really them. I mean, I went over there with the guitar and they said, will you be our teacher? And I'm like, yeah, I'll teach you English. And then they go, no, we want you to teach us guitar. And I'm like, really? Mm-hmm. And so that kind of gave us this this project under the Miraculous Love Kids umbrella to do Girl with a Guitar because the rights over there is just non-existent. And these girls are unbelievable. I mean, they just, uh, they're they're my my little gurus and heroes because they just learn so much. I mean, the silver lining is, you know, I talk to them virtually every day, a group of them that speak, you know, English. And they're, they've taken over. I mean, right now, I mean, we're, we're, we're supporting hundreds of kids that they have found in the midst of all of this turmoil. And this is what's keeping their spirits up because they can't play music. They can't go to school. But what can they do? They can help others. And there is right. an energy in that, I think, that all of us can agree on is transcendent. And you know, when you come in contact with that, I always remember that U2 song. I still haven't found what I'm looking for. Huh. I got to... Afghanistan, I found what I was looking for. So oh. that, you know, um, that, that they, yeah, they transformed everything for me. Mm. That's that. See, that's great. Uh, John, let me just ask you, uh, what brought you on to this? Where, where did you hear of, of what Lanny was doing? Or did you have your own thing and said, hey, let's just combine forces? Talk to me about your participation in the project. Yeah, it was very interesting. <clears throat> After the initial fall of Afghanistan, I, I wrote a protest song called Blood on My Hands, criticizing the American administration that uh, kind of went viral and, and, and moved the needle in the culture. And, and it was surreal. Uh, the first response I got were from thousands of veterans who were so angry that we had abandoned their allies that had fought with them. Um, some had saved our, you know, our American soldiers' lives that we, we left there. Uh, and it got to the point where the song grew to, to a, a stature where I started getting emails from people trapped in Afghanistan. That just so shows you how ludicrous the, uh, the situation was that they're emailing some songwriter because the, the American State Department won't help them uh, and the American government won't help them. And I eventually got embedded with some of these evacuation orgs. I mean, the only silver lining of, of this debacle 
is there are people, mostly veterans, who said, okay, we are going to keep the promise. And Mm -hmm. And they started organizing evacuations, flights, spending millions of dollars, risking their lives, going in undercover, rescuing people abandoned. And and one of the groups that got out early that I'd I'd worked with was the um, Afghan Children's Orchestra. Um, They actually got evacuated to to Portugal, um, which is one of the few successes. But in talking to Project Exodus Relief and some of these evac orgs, they said, hey, have you talked to this guy, Lanny? I'm like, well, no, who's Lanny? Lanny. Lanny. He's Lanny. like, oh, he has he has a, a, a guitar school for girls in Kabul. I'm like, what are you talking about? That right there yeah. is just like, yeah. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Hey, John, John let me just ask you one thing. Yeah. Um, when you write a, a protest song and you take it uh, to the administration, you take it to that side. Do you not automatically alienate some people that are going to say, hey, don't do that. Hey, that's my president. Hey, And does that not distract from the charity if you're taking sides in a sense? Well, I think uh, your answer is yes, of course. We live in such a tribal landscape right. that if, if you if you criticize any one side, you know, half of America, you know, wants to cancel you. Right. But this yeah. was, um, you know. I mean, if, if every musician had that attitude, nobody would write a protest song. And God, where would we be? I mean, there's a great tradition in America, especially in the 60s and 70s, of songwriters speaking truth to power. Um, you know, I, you, know, you know, all the usual suspects, you know, mm-hmm. Credence, Dylan, you know, uh, Neil Martin Young. King. Yeah, go, go down, Neil Young, go down the list. Um, so I think it's obligation of artists to speak their mind. And uh, but of course, yes, I was warned to not put it out. Uh, you get the right. slack, especially. But I thought it was too important. I mean, we look at Afghanistan and we see the greatest women's rights debacle in our lifetimes. We see um, decimation of uh, lesbians and gays are being hunted and murdered. Um, everything we talk about, our compassion for humanitarian rights, Afghanistan uh, uh, shows us that a lot of the folks that talk about it um, don't do the walk. And Lanny is one person who does. And as soon as I heard about him doing this, coming from his heart, I saw pictures of his girls. I'm like, I don't know, you know, what, we're doing everything we can to get them out. It's really hard. But anything I can do to support that effort, because it is a moral stain on the West, especially America, that we abandoned um, American citizens. We abandoned our allies. We abandoned women and children. As Lanny said, they still can't go to school. I'm on a chain every day. It's called atrocities. Every day. People that assisted America are being murdered. Their families are being hunted. You know, we we legitimately should be talking about Ukraine right now. It's critical to the world. But Afghanistan is also a a tragedy, humanitarian, moral tragedy. And if you don't want to write a song about that um, and you're afraid to put it out, maybe you should think about Lanny's girls. They would love to have my problem of being canceled by the music industry. You know, YouTube took my song down. Very few in the music. Really? YouTube, what? yeah. YouTube took well, the. Well, well, yeah. well, hold on. Why? I thought I thought we had sort of freedom of expression. Do we not? Well, you're in Canada. <laughs> you just went through a, a very interesting episode with uh, Mr. Trudeau. We right. thought we had a lot of things. We thought we could speak our minds without our bank accounts being shut off. But no, yeah. YouTube initially posted the song, um, but then when it started to resonate within the culture, they took it down. Um, so I think I wow. think I think free speech in the West and Canada and uh in america is at a crossroads and and we have to support each other whether we agree with what people are saying or not 
Um, God help, help us all is a beautiful song. It's an important song, right. and you need songs to show compassion, and you need to 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 touch people's heartstrings. But I also think you need songs that call out what's happening. And right. if it's, it used to be a thing called rock and roll. <laughs> right. Right. And, and by the way, let me let me summarize free speech. If you say something I like, you can say it. Uh, otherwise, you can't. That, that, that's that just seems the way it to goes. be in America the way it goes. You that's, know, that's and, the way it goes. And it's it, it really it's really it's really scary. I you know, it's funny. I got more requests from Russian propaganda media when YouTube took my song down than American music media. And that's dangerous. You know, we yeah. need people talking about what's happening. We need a discourse of ideas or we have these events where America withdraws from Afghanistan and calls an extraordinary success. It's Orwellian world. And what stops that? It's music, musicians speaking. It's the arts. It's people having the conversation. So you need songs like Blood on My Hands and you need songs like God Help Us All. Um, you need both sides. And uh, when I first heard Lanny's song, um, you know, you never know what you're going to hear. Somebody's going to send you a song. You never know. Um, I listened to it. I'm like, wow, that's a beautiful song. And then I listened to it again. And I literally plugged my microphone in because I wanted to sing it as soon as I heard it. And uh, it's just so beautiful. And, and having his girls sing it, um, hopefully it can raise awareness because one sad fact about the Ukraine situation is Afghanistan is getting swept under the rug and we cannot allow that to happen. Right. Yeah. Well, a lot is a, a lot is being swept under the rug, unfortunately. Whether it's COVID, whether it's uh, poverty, whether it's—I uh, mean, you know, listen. There's, there's a lot of people in Canada and the states that that can't pay for their next meal. Yeah, and we've completely forgot yeah. about it. So you know, it's hundreds of indigenous reservations across Canada that just don't even have drinking water. Still, it's yeah. And 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 in case you in case you don't know, uh, Jeremy is Mohawk and lives on indigenous lands. Oh. And of course, a lot of the communities don't have drinking water. And uh, Trudeau has said three, four years ago, "We'll have water as soon as I'm elected." And now he says, eh, "Listen, don't fucking bother me. I don't have time." Yeah. And it's like, well, re really. For water? You don't have time? Yeah, right. <laughs> okay. Right? L Lanny, I want to know, when you go over there and you want to open up a guitar school, essentially, and try and teach locals how to how to music, basically, are you met with any, like, pushback from, like, the locals? Like, is that, like, isn't that, like, not allowed over there? Yeah. Uh, well, everyone told me they were going to come, you know, banging on the door and, you know, you know, parade me across the street. It was actually the opposite because the model wasn't about music, number one. It was about well-being, education, mm -hmm. and being a musician. Then, you know, I wanted to share what I loved, uh, which is, you know, music and the guitar. And they're learning about, they're, have, they're developing a worldview. I was talking to one of our girls. She, her nickname is Jellybean, and, and John knows her because she worked really hard to learn some of this song. And, and she's... She, she's uh, she's just emblematic of the potential of what could happen when these kids have an opportunity. So she's right. talking to me today about, you know, she wants to go to Iraq. She wants to go to Yemen and help other children when she gets out of Afghanistan, because she knows she won't be, be able to go back there until this hideous regime is somehow uh, out of there at, at hopefully sooner than later, but we don't know. Mm. But um, you know, uh, so anyway, yeah, back it, it, the well-being, 
um, education, music. So I'm with them two or three hours a day. And also to get them off the streets, the money I raised was to get them off the streets. So I'm saying, well, how much do you make when you work on the streets? They make two, three dollars a day. So I said, okay, I'll tell you what, I'm going to give you three dollars a day to come here and learn English and learn guitar. I couldn't keep up. I mean, we had hundreds and this is just a small little space. And right. uh, so it and, and not only do you have the kids come in, but the mothers mostly was mothers mm-hmm. and they would come in and share the story of their life. And it was like mind blowing the just the horrific stuff that they had have endured a life of utter hardship and their big ambition and dream was to have their daughters have a chance at a better life to see that and experience that firsthand just shakes you to your very core. I remember one man came in with his, with his two daughters and his little boy, because we had some boys too. Um, and he said to me, please, I don't have much time. I trust you. I can see that, you know, you're doing things from the heart and I would want, I want you to be the father to my children. And I just about lost it. In fact, I did. I had to leave the room. That's and heavy. I had to like, yeah, it was so heavy. And so I came back in and just said to him, I said, okay, um, Dostoman, my friend, you know, Lala John, my brother, you know, and I said, okay, on one condition, you're always big father number one, and I'll be small father number two. And uh, so we shook hands and um, I left back to him. I usually am there for three months, or sometimes I'll go to Pakistan or Iraq or some of the other places, but and then I come back to the States for a month. And then when I went back and the, the kids came and they said, I said, oh, how's your father? And they they broke down because he had passed. And um, so, you know, yeah, so it was really the opposite. You know, they just had never had this opportunity. They saw that I'm not doing Bollywood songs and we're not doing Ari, Ari, Ariana <laughs> Stereotypical Grande. stuff. It's, yeah. I mean, not that the kids wouldn't like that because they are kids. What were you teaching I, them? Pour some sugar on me? Like, what, <laughs> he, was, he was doing hurricane. Back in black. First, Back in black. Song, yeah, no, no. But, but did, you, did you say uh, you paid them? You paid them to come? Songs, uh, actually, every rose has a thorn. I don't know. But no, the oh, first God. song we did. Yeah, we paid them. So, wow. Yeah. Who knew there was that kind of uh, House of Lords uh, money stuff? Oh, it doesn't around. matter if you're in House of Lords or if you're in Motley <laughs> Crue or whatever. You know, it, you know, they, they, it's just, yeah. Uh, wow. But I mean, I knew that because I mean, how else are you going to get them off the street for the day? Is to, yeah. you know, you know, so that that right. I was I was fine with that. I mean, that's like so we're that was what it's all about is helping to support them. Now right. they're doing their part, right? They help their their miraculous love kids, not me. You know, right. I'm their pitch man, I'm their song and dance guy, you know, and yeah. I play rhythm guitar. They they play the leads now and some of the other songs we've done, we recorded about eight songs. So we wow. we've got other ones to put out, you know, uh at, at the appropriate times and whatnot. But um you know, uh, the very first song we did, and of course they have no, I mean, if Michael Jackson and Prince and David Bowie and John Lennon all came down from a spaceship and Elvis Presley was driving it and they, you know, came from the beyond and they came into our place, they'd be like, Mr. Lanny, are these your friends? And I'd be like, yes, girls, these are my very good friends. This is Elvis. My... And uh, so they, they have no, no uh, clue. So, uh, so the very first song that they learned was Love and Mercy by Brian Wilson, and we got lucky, and that was the I, I will never I will never stop marveling at all the great artists like John that we've had the opportunity to work with. John being, you know, really at the top of the list, not just because of his artistry, but because of his just he's he's the most committed to the Afghan cause. And uh, you know, 
so you know that's that was remarkable their very first song brian wilson love and mercy and they actually told me they said oh this is like a muslim prayer i go really bismillahirrahmanirrahim this is what they say when they go into the mosque or before they sing or before you know anything they that's sort of their saying which means in the name of god of love and mercy mm-hmm. and so when i told brian wilson that he he really marveled that he didn't realize that he had written a a muslim prayer song so uh right. that was their beginning of their adventure in music and they still to this day really don't know the significance you know brian wilson being sort of like you know the one that guys oh, like God. john and i i mean he's like the you know that's the that you know that's the mount everest right or the the, yeah. the top of the, the 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 chain there so you know and then from there it just we you know, so, you know, then we did songs like Fly Like an Eagle, you know, which is feed the babies who don't have enough to eat, shoe the children with no shoes on their feet, house the people living in the street. And if you look in the Quran, guess what the Quran says to do? Steve Miller, like, you know, wrote a, a surah in the in the Quran, you know, because that's all of the songs we do are have, you know, need to have that message. And although that's the song, the way we play it, it's really quite joyful. There is an underlying message. And I think that's probably why John and I resonate so much because his songs have that depth and have that humanity mm-hmm. at the forefront. You know, God help us all. The girls, when I told them about Ukraine, I tell them about Syria, Libya, America. They go, there's people, no food in America. And I go, yeah, lots of children. And they're like, why? And I said, well, that's what we have to try to find out. You know, we're going to go on this adventure together. So they really do. They don't just think about themselves or just Afghanistan. They they said, God help us all is for Ukrainian children and Russian children and, and, you know, Palestinian children, Israeli, you know, children, all of the, all of the people, not just children, the elderly, the vulnerable, the, you know, the, I mean, we, we support blind children. We've got deaf children. We've got, uh, you know, these, these, these kids, I mean, I'm not a surgeon, but I can just look and go, that girl had a basic operation. She can walk, you know, but they don't have that over there, access to that over there. So in the meantime, we just try to, you know, help, you know, help and, and comfort them as much as possible. And, the girls have sort of developed their own little way of practicing within their mind. One of the girls, too, I, I didn't know. I don't think I told you this, John, but she hit her guitar. And she did because I told all of them, guitars have got to go. This is for your heating, you know, uh, because they're like, okay, you know, because you know, Taliban um, that could be a big problem. So when the Taliban started going door to door, they went door to door, and one of our this one of our girls did not, not did not get rid, rid of her guitar. It was given to us by a great Canadian named John Pumphrey, who was a who is a colonel in the Canadian military, who we met in Kabul. He became an honorary girl with a guitar. We played the Canadian embassy with the ambassador and all yeah. of that. And he gave the guitar to this girl, one of our girls, and so that was to her was just like a symbol of and hope of what the future is going to be. And the father, you know, had to break it because the Taliban were coming to the house and she was just writhing. I've got this video. It's heartbreaking. And I said, look it, you're going to get a better guitar. And Colonel John would want you to do this. So you did the right thing. Next day, the Taliban show up, the children are crying and the Taliban are shocked. Like, why are you crying? We're not devils. We're not going to eat you. It's like weird mentality these guys exude why are they afraid of you because you're walking in their house with a bunch of guns and you don't have a very good reputation (laughs) right yeah yeah wow that's amazing 
Yeah, it's it's. I mean, I mean, sure, John's got stories, but they're just they're 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 endless and boundless, and that was why I kept trying. Our motto is because we're not, you know, we try to we're 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 being we're going to be peace people, you know. I mean, I I could tell some harrowing stories, but there was times where I had some um, contractor guys say, "You want us to fix this problem?" and I'm like. I didn't come here for that, you know, so I got to take care of the kids. And we always, our thing is we're going to overcome bad with good. So if they do something bad to four people, we're going to go out and feed eight people and, there you and go. just whatever it is, we're going to double it up. And one of our girls, the same girl, jelly bean, there was a, a, an attack at the university and they killed like 16 university students, non-combatants. And this is the monstrosity that happens there. She went out and she took her, allowance and bought 32 families food wow <laughs> yeah we need a, we, we need more of that in 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 the world that that kind of giving yeah well and, that's what john's song is what kind of world do you want and that's the kind of world we want <laughs> right so what's you know? the best way we can give back to the cause i mean miraculouslovekids.org it's the best way to maybe donate some cash or what's the yep. what's the best way to support you guys well, we need a big jet. So if you could call Richard Branson or Kim Kardashian and just, you know, like swoop on in. and Or, yeah. or you know, Elon Musk. He's been generous Elon. these days. You know, he's got a rocket, right? We can get yeah. Bezos in them. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, I mean, you know, the donations are obviously helpful because we're supporting them. I've met some wonderful people. There are silver linings in horrible situations. And, you know, there's people we were able to get money to them. At first, it was a complete and utter cluster because it's like they, sh- they shut down. Not only does America just shut the whole country down uh, and it's their fault. And John song completely exemplifies and typifies it. And I take my pool off to him. And, uh, you know, so there was no way to get there through MoneyGram or uh, any of the, the normal outlets. They shut all that down. You couldn't do it. Mm-hmm. So we, we did find a guy that I have to send it to London and then London. And it takes a lot of money and effort and time. But we managed to get a little pipeline to to, to get that, you know, to them and, and make sure that they're taken care of and, and you know, and, and their necessities are, you know, all, and all of that. So, but yeah, you know, the, the, the donations at miraculouslovekids.org. Uh, and, you know, we're looking for a landing spot for them. So if someone has any ideas, we're looking at a bunch of different things. I mean, the world changes, it seems like, every hour. Like you check and go, okay, what are the restrictions here in Pakistan? Oh, you can't do this. All right. Check later that night. They've changed it. Oh, and actually, maybe we can get them there. And yeah. we've got some opportunities maybe in Bulgaria, you know, possibly Ireland, you know, um, we'll see. I've, I've met some people in Nashville. Uh, so number one is just to just get them out of Afghanistan and then we'll, we'll, we'll sort it out from there, you know. Right. And, and I'll just finish with this. Is your uh, charity, I guess, just sort of focused on Afghanistan or would you at some point say, hey, you know what? Like we said with the indigenous people, they don't have water up here. Would you turn your attention here and say, you know what? I can help in my backyard. I can help here. Is it focused on helping the Afghanistan or is it just if there's a cause and there's something I can do, you can count me in? Absolutely. Uh, Miraculous love kids. It's not Afghan love kids. kids. Okay. Well, that's what I wanted to be clear on. Okay. Absolutely. Look, and one of my favorites musicians is Gord Downey. And his uh, one of the last things he did, right, was a piece about the indigenous. And I'm part 
indigenous as well uh, with the um, Yurok tribe in, in central California. Oh, wow. But, you know, but, you know, that's yeah. kind of irrelevant to me. I mean, you know, I think we can all agree humanity's humanity. Right. Um, you know, I've got my little flags here. And the only reason I have this, number one, of course, is the love in the middle, but is because these are the places that have impacted me personally. Of course, I don't have the Iraq one or Kashmir, you know, the Yazidis and whatnot. But it, it's also, you know, when I when I when I go out, you know, I am a I'm the pitch man for for the kids. And yes, if the kids are in Honduras, if they're, you know, anywhere. I mean, that's the whole aim is if we could bring and I know John feels this way is that can we bring kids from these different things? What's that thing that can hook them together? What's mm -hmm. the thing that can get Mr. Five for fighting with this war-torn poverty-stricken girls? And that's a song that has meaning. Music. Yeah, yeah. Most powerful thing we have. Yeah. That one that one of the many revelations, you know, is meeting John and just his uh, artistry, but even more importantly, his humanity is that's that's this you know and you and you guys both of you uh caring and talking and and spreading the word however we can to help wherever that is if it's your backyard or like i'm going back to pakistan in two weeks and to, to try to you know get things going and get them over somehow or you know um that's you know it's it's time you know it's you you don't yeah, want to yeah. uh you know, if you have the opportunity, you know, I would be in Iraq. I would be in Bangladesh. I was going to go meet, uh, I was going to go out to Cox's Bazaar, you know, where the uh, Rohingya people are. Mm -hmm. But I just haven't done that because right now I would be, I feel like it would be a little bit demoralizing for our girls because I'm their lifeline and I talk to them every day and they really look forward to it. And we have our little time in the morning, a couple hours every morning and sometimes at night because it's 12 hours difference. So, you know, um, got to wow. kind of... Uh, get that whole shift going. <laughs> so they yeah. say, Hey, good morning. Hey, good evening. You know, and the whole different schedule. <laughs> it is. Yeah. We're, yeah. we're just, you know, yeah, upside down, but uh, we make it work. Right. Yeah. Well, look, um, get all the info and check out the song and everything. Uh, of course, miraculous love kids.org. Also, you can email them info at miraculous love kids.org. Get the information with the Facebook and the website. Everything's up there with Lanny and, uh, honestly it's just a really awesome project you guys got going on and, and i mean honestly i can only imagine how grateful they the, the girls are and the kids are and just it's, it's just awesome so well thank you they they wanted me to tell you know you guys hello and and thank you for caring about them and they really appreciate it and and you know it's it's um it really is quite a, a blessing and honor to have John and Tom Morello and Beth Hart and Julian Baker and Nandy Bushell and um, Victoria Williams and Nils Lofgren. I mean, in our video, like Nils is like doing a dance. It's like, wow, <laughs> how cool is that? He's still got the moves. He yeah. does. Well, I didn't realize he, he was a, he was a reg, he was a dancer yeah. and then he hurt his hip and then he got into tap dancing. Yeah. So it's like, wow, wow. you know, that was just so remarkable. Damn. <laughs> That's great. Well, there you go. All we right, said guys. it all. And, uh, Tell uh, tell Tom uh, to come and say hi to us. We'll talk to him too about this because uh, this project to me is is important. Yeah, he he's very committed. You know, as you hear when he talks about his commitment to you know uh, justice, you know, yep. music is all comes from his mom too, who's absolutely still going strong at yeah, her age, which is ridiculous. You know, it's it's a, amazing. You know, girl with a guitar, miraculous love, kid. We don't have it. We don't discriminate against age. 
You know, we've got in Afghanistan, they call their grandmothers boo-boo and BB. So the boo-boo's from the father, BB's from the, the mother. Mm-hmm. And they they come in and they they got so much energy. They like they they were playing guitar as well as to bring them on in. You know, we're we're Damn. we're 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 happy to to Bad share the effort. Them. I mean, you know, when I go back to Afghanistan, which I will at some point, you know, I'll see if we can maybe get a little covert Taliban guitar session. You never know. And I got to say, it's it's nice to have a conversation about humanity rather than trying to sell something. As yeah, because you know, that's what normally what we do. It's I'm trying to yeah, sell your tell your, me your new book album or, or this and that, and you know. And, and really here we're having a conversation about humanity. It's a humanitarian you know, and, project. If I could just say to you, so, you know, we see a lot of virtue signaling signaling in the arts. A lot of people get on there so way too much and try to lecture us about the world. You, you know, you're talking to a guy who walks the walk. You know, yeah. the arts can be so shallow, but you know, Lanny, you, you just heard it. You know, his heart. He does it when nobody's looking. He does it for the right reasons. And I really appreciate you guys recognizing him. Um, and we need to tell more people about his cause, his girls, Afghanistan at large, and just this willingness to save the world through music. And um, I think he's a good, a, a good uh, role model for all of us in the arts um, to really put your heart uh, where your mouth is because uh, he's doing it and we will get those girls out. Yeah, okay. do it for the cause, not for yourself. Yeah. Yep. Thank you. Yeah, thank well, you, gentlemen. Thank you. You know, it Thanks, really guys. does. Yeah, it, 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 when you do, when you give, it, you, you can't help but just get so much back. And this epitomizes it right now, talking with you guys. And thank you for your spirits and um, for caring. Well, but thank you. And, 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 and I'm glad we got it done because uh, you and I have been emailing for like a year and it just never <laughs> worked so out. I'm sorry. And I'm glad that, you know, well, takes, listen, takes you were evacuating a country. I sort of get <laughs> yeah. that you were busy. I mean, you know. I got to tell you that 83 <laughs> days who's counting <laughs> when I was in Pakistan trying to get them out was a black hole. And I thankfully had the presence of mind to document and, and save all this stuff and that's a whole other thing when yeah i'll be schlepping a book at some point but uh, yeah. <laughs> uh but all, all of well, it's going to be going towards the kids whatever i do um is it's, it's all it's all for them man it's just that's what that's the life force for me you know yeah. i get up and i'm like yeah we, you know we're going to do this and uh so and thanks to guys like you and and you know john for his artistry and, and everything so peace love and blessings and and all good things Thank you so much. Awesome. All right, thank guys. you, John. I'll I'll let you go. We weren't trying to ignore you. Thank, but thank oh, you. Thanks, bitch. Thanks, Jeremy. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, guys. Sorry, John, for hogging. But oh, uh, I, I loved. I loved. I loved every word you said, buddy. Thank you so much. Thank for you, John. Here. I mean, All right. John, yeah. we'll get you on next time. We'll do a deep dive on the uh, Five for Fighting catalog. Yeah. All right, guys. We'll talk I want to just watch that Calgary, Calgary Flames hockey. There you go. <laughs> go. Go. Right. Cheers. Bye bye now. Bye. See you later. Bye. An all okay. new episode of the Mitch Lafon and Jeremy White Show. Tuesday at noon. Available wherever you stream. Catch up on past interviews, bonus content, and episodes on demand now. Visit youtube.com slash Jeremy White Show. Follow Mitch and Jeremy on Twitter. Yeah, they're verified. At Mitch LaFon and at Jeremy White MTL.